Good afternoon, listeners. You're listening to Queering the Air on 3CR Radio. Um, thank you, Encyclopedia, for that show. Um, I'm Taz, and I'll be your host for this afternoon. Um, before I begin, um, I'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation as the owners of the land on which we are meeting and broadcasting from today. We pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and future, and extend this respect to our indigenous listeners as well. This land was never ceded, and the processes of colonization, incarceration, and genocide that began over two centuries ago continue to this day. And I hope we continue to reflect on, on this throughout the show as well, as well uh, as in our everyday practice. Um, today, um, I'll be talking to Alex from the Queer Language Club in Jogja, in Indonesia. Uh, we've recently come across their GoFundMe page titled, Support Queer and Trans Community in in Jogja. Um, I'll just read the description of their cause um, that's from their GoFundMe page. Um, so it states that since 2016, the queer and trans community in Indonesia has been the object of a destructive moral panic, which has seen arrests, jailings, and violence, often with the support of mainstream political leaders. This has had a disadvantage, dis sorry, devastating effect on the community, causing, amongst other things, a surge in HIV transmissions. Many community groups and events have been shut down or forced underground, and it's increasingly hard for queer and trans people to connect with their community. Um, queer Language Club uh, Jogja began in mid-2018 as a place for queer people to come together, practice language skills, and most importantly, support one another, one another through this difficult time. Um, we, held, we hold events such as trivia, discussions, and film screenings every two weeks, 10 months of the year. There are six of us who currently coordinate QLC and around 100 people who have attended our events at least once. We also collaborate with local businesses and NGOs who provide us with safe spaces to hold our events. We have been able to do all this at a very low cost with expenses, mainly phone data, printing, food for events, and so forth. Up until now, we have funded QLC out of our own pockets. However, we are concerned that um, this might affect the sustainability of the project from the coordinator's perspective. It also limits the type of event that we can hold. If we had a small budget for each event, we could hold more exciting events like boutique workshops, um, which is traditional Indonesian cloth, uh, cloth dyeing, and karaoke nights. A more diverse range of events will, will appeal to a more diverse range of people, meaning that we can c connect more queers to the friends we haven't met yet. Um, and I believe that their aim is um, a budget of $100 a month. So that's just a summary of what QLC does. Um, Alex, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Perhaps I'll get you to introduce yourself um, to our audience. Thanks so much, Taz. It's really lovely to be here with Queering the Air back in 3CR again. And um, yeah, my name is Alex. I'm currently living in Jogjakarta in Indonesia. Um, and uh, working there. And yeah, in my free time, I've been um, kind of working with a group of friends from mostly from Indonesia and some from overseas as well um, to organize some social events for, for queer people to get together and learn skills and that kind of thing. All right. And um, if you could um, maybe tell us a bit more about the Queer Language Club, like maybe how it started, mm. its aims and goals, and uh, perhaps your involvement as well in the group. So the group was originally started by um, an Australian and an Indonesian person, I think about three or so years ago um, in Jakarta. 
and there's a few different um, groups in different places around Indonesia. Um, when I moved to Jogja about a year ago, um, I started the Jogja version of QLC with a few friends. Um, so yeah, we've been going for about, I think about eight months now. And um, yeah, it started off with just three of us organizing it. And um, yeah, at first we've had some like pretty quiet events, not very mm. many people came, but over time, I think partly through social media and the word of mouth and that kind of thing, um, there's more people coming and it's it's pretty nice. We've got like a mixture of different people. So there's some, um, I think there was a range of ages, maybe from about 17 to, um, I think maybe the oldest people, maybe 40 or something. And um, yeah, a mixture of different genders and sexualities and um, nationalities and that kind of thing. So um, it's been nice to see everyone get together. And yeah, we try and do different events. So the the original idea was to um, for it to be basically a, a language exchange. So for Indonesian people learning English and English-speaking people learning Indonesian to get together and practice their language skills. And um, though over time, we've started to focus on more kind of broader social events. So um, something that's been really popular has been um, film screenings. So we'll usually show queer films. We've shown um, there's like... Um, quite a number of queer Indonesian films. So sometimes we show those and try and find English subtitles for them where, where that's available. Otherwise we show um, English films with Indonesian subtitles. The other day we showed a film from Brazil. So it was in Portuguese with Indonesian subtitles. And um, yeah, I think the some of the like English speaking members had to really focus on that one to try and keep up. But um, yeah, we've also had like trivia nights and games nights and and that kind of thing. But yeah, like you mentioned before, we're trying to, we'd like to offer a kind of a broader range of different things. So maybe some like art workshops and um, even like potentially like a cooking workshop or um, yeah, some things like that is kind of what we're imagining in the horizon. I mean, that sounds, that sounds fantastic. Mm. Um, I mean, do you remember what the first event was like? Oh yeah. It was a little bit excruciating actually. Um, because, you know, me and my friend or me and my friends who organized the first one, we kind of gathered all these people together and we didn't really know what we were doing yet. So we brought an article and like an English and Indonesian version of the same news article. And we thought, oh, yeah, it'll be cool. We'll just get everyone to sit around and read this article and discuss it afterwards. And we'll do, you know, we'll do the first half of the session in we'll all practice speaking Indonesian. Then we'll do the second half in all speaking English. And... um yeah, it was good, but it, it was um, it was definitely like a learning experience because I think over time we realised that it is a little bit. I think people are a little bit hesitant to come to something where they're going to straight up, straight off the bat have to kind of like speak in front of other people and that kind of thing. So, mm -hmm. so over time we realised, oh, we need more kind of fun activities yeah. and more things where people can kind of sit back a bit and not necessarily straight away have to participate. Um, like more social rather than, um, I guess, social yeah. get to know each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because I'm curious, because I, you know, this is specifically a queer language club, mm. and I know language clubs are quite, you know, common. You know, tricks, you know, tricks. I guess to learn language, etc., and maybe share culture. Mm. Um, I'm just curious. How would you? 
how do you, uh, um, I don't know, like, I guess network or advertise specifically for queers? Like, it's, I, I, I don't know if it's legal or recognized in Indonesia, for example. So. Oh, so do you mean kind of like, how do we like get the word out to it, to the queer community? Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah, just right. Just curious. Yeah, that's been one of the biggest challenges that we've had because um, it is really, really hard to connect to um, the queer community in, in a broader sense, like, of course, you know, there's lots of queer people living in Indonesia and those people usually have friend, friend networks of, um, of their own friends and people that they've met and that kind of thing. But, um, there's not really a lot of kind of avenues beyond like individual people's immediate social connections. There's not very many kind of more open avenues for people to meet one another. And, this is largely a result of some of the things that have been happening politically in Indonesia in the past few years. So um, things like Grindr have been blocked by the government, um, though obviously lots of people just use VPNs to get around that. Um, yeah, other things. So, for example, um, uh, um, there was a website a few years ago that was run by a bunch of lesbians who were living in Jakarta, and they provided kind of like information and stories about themselves and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, that was sadly shut down by the government as well. Um, I, I don't think that that is able to be accessed at all anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I guess while we're on the topic, mm. um, are you, um, what, what are the barriers or struggles you found in your experience in Jogja? Like, mm. particularly, I mean, I guess to, I guess for Q uh, QLC, mm. but maybe just in general. Um, you know, when you collaborate with other queer orgs, for example, if you do. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I'll start with, like, with QLC itself. Yeah, um, sure. um, some of the um, challenges have definitely been, yeah, like you said, in, in reaching out to people, that's been hard. Um, yeah, like there aren't, um, you know, when I moved to Melbourne about 10 years ago, I wanted to meet other queer people and I kind of, you know, there was a queer collective at my university that I could meet people through. There were queer parties and queer events that were marketed quite openly as being queer events that I could go to. There's queer bookstores, there's queer, all kinds of stuff. So even if partying's not your thing, I think as a queer person in Melbourne, it is possible to find community and to link up with people and that kind of thing. And um, sadly, I think in Jogja, that kind of stuff has really declined because again, because of um, the political situation in the past few years. So where in the past, I think there were things like maybe gay bars, um, um, and, um, a lot of, a lot of stuff that was a bit more out in the open. So perhaps things like queer film festivals, um, um, queer discussion events. So, you know, maybe a few years ago, there was a case where there was a, um, a lesbian hosting a discussion event which was kind of shut down by a group of vigilantes. Um, so, yeah, it's in terms of physical spaces like bars or that kind of thing, it's difficult. In terms of online spaces, it is a little bit difficult, but that's also where we've been able to have a bit more success because even things like Instagram, it can't be fully shut down by the government because it's such a massive part of, you know, Indonesian social life. Mm -hmm. So... So we've been using Instagram and Twitter to connect to people. Um, and, yeah, it's tough, though, for example, um, some people who I've invited to come to the to come and join the event, and I've said, oh, if you want to find out when the next events are, you can follow us on Instagram. 
And they've kind of said, oh, I can't follow you on Instagram because then my family will find out or people will see that I've followed this page on Instagram. So, so yeah, finding ways to spread the word has been um, yeah. tricky. Another thing has been um, safety and security. That's probably been one of the other major things. And we've had like a lot of really long <laughs> discussions in our like kind of the organizing collective about this. Um, and eventually we kind of agreed that we would have this process of people um, registering if they wanted to come to events. So we'd kind of publicly advertise the events, but without the location. And if people wanted to come, we'd have this sort of rudimentary screening process. So we'd ask people questions like, do you support LGBT people? And then based on their answers to those questions, if they seemed like they were not going to be um, dangerous, then we would give them the location on the day before the event. And um, we also move the location every week. We do it in a different space. So we never hold the event twice in the same mm. space. And yeah, we have some other rules about not using smartphones at the events and that kind of thing to yeah, monitoring and yeah. yeah and yeah you've not had an issue so far with vigilantes and no no oh, <laughs> yeah good. luckily oh, we've no. been <laughs> flying under the radar so far so oh you know that's yeah. good and you know and, and usually these things start out small you know you mm. have to start with your your uh, closest networks mm. right especially when you know i guess the broader mm. networks like as you've mentioned like social media can be mm. um, easily monitored mm. um so do you all collaborate um i think i mean we probably may have touched this on the description mm. um reading um do you collaborate with other queer orgs i'm not too sure of other services for example in yeah Georgia. yeah so there's a couple of queer organizations in Jogjakarta. there's about i think that there's two organizations specifically for waria which um is like an indonesian term for trans people trans women and um we we don't kind of directly work with those organizations um but they're they're there and that's that's awesome that they're really active and doing a lot of organizing and that kind of thing there's another group called plush which is um stands for people like us satu hati which means people like us one heart and um that's cute yeah yeah <laughs> So some of the people who come to QLC are also involved with Plush. We don't kind of directly work with them, but sometimes they've given us their space to host their events. And um, then there's some other kind of organisations. So there's one local cafe that um, is very queer friendly. And, um, you know, I think they have to be pretty quiet about what they do, but they do give us a space to use for their events. There's another um, organisation that has also given us their space to use and um and that kind of thing so so there's um there's some people who are kind of out there quietly supporting the community in and i think you've touched on you know the changing political situation in indonesia and um and, um well specific, specifically in Jakarta. um maybe if you can maybe perhaps if you can elaborate a little bit mm. how has the situation changed um let's just say in the last three years yeah so I think in the past, um, I don't think that there was a culture in Indonesia of people having very, very like open, being very open and loud about their sexualities in the sense there wasn't giant, you know, gay pride parades and that kind of thing. But I think there was always, um, it wasn't perhaps the issue that it is today. So I think people who were queer or trans or gay or lesbian or, you know, all, the beautiful people that make up, you know, human diversity were more or less able to live their lives 
um, in peace and, you know, um, maybe they wouldn't be, um, like, open about their sexuality or gender identity. Um, but kind of there was, like, a certain degree of acceptance of that. I think um, that has started to change. Um, I think it really sort of... Um, it really kicked off about three years ago that um, um, coming from a lot of kind of right-wing civil society groups yeah. and more conservative politicians, queer people, you know, or LGBT, which is the, the word that's commonly used in Indonesia, um, LGBT people suddenly became like the focal point for this moral panic. And, um, yeah, I think there was kind of this kind of uh, a bit of a mass hysteria about the LGBT issue that was whipped up and, you know, there was a lot of stuff coming out of politicians that, you know, LGBT people were causing natural disasters because that was, you know, God's punishment for allowing, for Indonesia allowing gay people to exist or, um, you know, the LGBT people were, you know, recently um, like a high-profile political leader came out and said that LGBT people were the number one threat to development in the country and, you know, with all of that political rhetoric, rhetoric you've also seen an increase in violence both from state and non-state actors so there's been people getting arrested you know even group you know social activities between for example a group of gay men who are all meeting in their own apartment in a private space in a completely non you know something that's not been publicly advertised it's a completely private event on private space you know that's been getting raided by vigilante groups there's been lots of people arrested and charged and despite the fact that being um, LGBT in Indonesia is not currently a crime under the federal penal code, um, the issue is really that a lot of um, other laws, so, for example, the law against pornography or the various other laws, can be kind of misapplied and used, um, you know, applied to LGBT people. So, yeah, some people get charged under the Pornography Act. There's been people who've been sent to jail and... and um, it's become a massive issue for sexual and reproductive health as well. So one of the main issues is that when people do get arrested and charged by the police, the um, the possession of condoms is sometimes used as proof against them. So, so, yeah, it's used as proof that, you know, that they've done this act which can then be kind of, they kind of, yeah, string it into something of being like, oh, this is actually illegal. So, yeah, it's, it's hampered efforts by people who you know, want to hand out condoms, who want to carry condoms, who want to educate people about condoms, all that kind of mm. stuff. So it has actually seen in the past few, year, past few years a really dramatic rise in um, the numbers of HIV transmis transmissions amongst the men who have sex with men community, whereas if you look at HIV transmissions in Indonesia as a whole, the whole population, there actually hasn't been an increase so we can see that those politics are really directly affecting that one community and leading to a lot of health issues, political issues, people losing their jobs, that kind of thing. So, so yeah, it's been a very difficult environment, I think, for people working in that area in the past few years. And um, so Jogjakarta is one of the more popular destinations in Indonesia with quite a bit of tourism. Um, I know we've been talking about a little bit about the struggles and the Mm. and the harassment and really the uh, maltreatment that they receive at the hands of the government as well as um, vigilantes. But uh, can you describe a fun night out for queer folks in Georgia? 
Yeah. Um, if you're coming to planning to come to Jogjura and you want to meet some queer people and come out, you should, you should look us up because we're always looking to meet new people. So you can find us on Instagram at QLC Jogja or on Twitter at club underscore queer. And yeah, in Jogja, it's, um, the nightlife is very different from nightlife in Australia. It's not about going out and getting as plastered as you possibly can and then getting scraped off the sidewalk at seven in the morning. Which sometimes I like regret because every now and then I want to do that. But, um, yeah, the nightlife in Jogja, there's a lot of people going out to cafes, drinking very sweet drinks, coffee until three in the morning, having long conversations and, um, you know, hanging out, mucking around on social media with their friends and that kind of thing. So yeah, there's no shortage of fun places to go at night in Jogja or out for karaoke, which is another good, another good evening activity in Jogja. Okay, sounds uh, thank you for sharing that um, Alex um, I think that concludes our our interview for today and thank you for coming in um, and thank you for listening yeah thank you so much Taz and if I can just repeat sure. um, if people want to support us it would be awesome if you could go um, and support our GoFundMe which is at www.gofundme.com forward slash f forward slash support dash amp dash trans dash oh queer <laughs> support queer and trans community in Jogja. I think the best way to do it is probably to Google GoFundMe support queer and trans community in Indonesia. And if people want to follow us on social media, again our Instagram is at QLC Jogja and our Twitter is at club underscore queer. And yeah, if you can't donate, it'll be awesome if you share the fundraiser. And um, if you can't do either of those things, but you know someone who's queer who's going to Jogja or um, some people who are queer who are coming from Jogja or anyone like that, please um, get in touch and connect them up because, um, yeah, this community is all about connecting people to one another. So, so yeah, thank you so much, Taz, and thanks 3CR and Queering the Air. Right, thank you. Chat, which rappers crack? I cold turkey that prat and let you have him back. If we believe.
believe you act like you believe that you can rap Get punished for stupid beliefs And it's more than slaps The impact on the head of the hard-headed Bet that he get his little rep on facade Dead it in the ring with the king of the paragraphs Come on then, sweetheart, let us have a dance The twinkle toes and pretty pose can never dazzle The one who falls a million souls and it's never hassle Battles of pleasure for the general, nobody told you Smash you a hole that is big enough to snatch your soul through Fire in the booth, booth They call me Mr. Fire in the booth, booth They call me Mr. Fire in the booth, booth Cause I'm always spitting out the truth, truth They call me Mr. Fire in the booth Crushed, I have already stated In the plainest terms But fools never learn Still trying to be what they not Like wearing the blondest perm Cause the loss of purpose I have you lost on purpose You can't escape the furnace So bet you praise my verses Look around the coonings a lot I spit a sentence quick Like a judge with a coon in the dock But these clowns with their dead sound hate me Still they don't count like a dead brown baby Fire in the booth, booth They call me Mr. Fire in the booth
Um, hi, listeners, you're back on Creating the Air um, on 3CR Radio. So I've just uh, played a couple of tracks there. That was Mr. Fire in the Booth by Akala and um, Matangi by MIA. Um, stay tuned. I write for the forgotten and the abused, for the marginalized and the despised. I write for those who are penniless and jobless, landless, and those who have no political or social power. The God's building with God's children, trying to give them that, oh my God, nigga. Willing, a lie, heal them, they cry, and I hear they pain, they tears collect like raindrops on window panes when it gets darker than the dress on your widow's frame at your grave. Holding tight to the kids that live with your name, just hold on. I'm reaching, I'm swimming out to the deep, and my heart beating's a beacon. We gon' make it through the weekend. Lord knows the deeper the sword goes, a nigga wanna win. Call it my wardrobe, the last chapter of a story that was foretold. The slave promised more gold, but left repaid less. You could call him a poor soul. Who gives a fuck about but when you just want warm clothes? With the ladle in the soup to just get one more bowl. It's cold as the North Pole. So when you see that dot dash, this is not Morris Cole. We starving, bartering with cigarette cartons and subsidized apartments. So far outside the margins, they don't even see the genocide happening like Rwandans. And we want glory and to be legends, I know it's common. And we ain't that good at math, I know we problems. And we keep thinking cash will solve them, that's why we robbing. Malcolm with West Indian Archie running through Harlem. Never knowing one day that his mission will come calling. When God calls, are you ready to answer? Do you think Lance Armstrong was ready for cancer? When Richard Pryor was just JoJo dancing, did he think he would go down in history just from laughter? And you could call Kanye West a conceited bastard, but he became a rapper and made his dreams come to life in this life. Motherfucker hereafter, on a tightrope to heaven, motherfucker fear factor. Dear master, I'm headed for clear patches. And P.S., I turned your plantation to mere ashes, yeah. The most coveted brother spits for the love of it. I'm just trying to get me a ticket aboard the mothership. I want to see my mother sit on top of the world because she birthed it and mothered it way before they discovered it. It's right there on the pyramid walls, they uncovered it. And Egypt is in Africa, Rupert Murdoch is suck a Show the government, my art is like the Ark of the Covenant Cause I'm one with it, Godfather and son of it My Uzi ways are ton in it It hits you like a ton of bricks, no need to call the ambulance There's nothing left to come again A hundred guns, a hundred clips And I'm headed to Wall Street Reparations is on me It's retaliation till we all free I'm on black liberation till they off me I don't know what most white people in this country feel, but I can only include what they feel from the state of their institutions. I don't know if white Christians hate Negroes or not. I know that we have a Christian church which is white and a Christian church which is, which is black. I know as Malcolm X once put it, that the most segregated hour in American life is high noon on Sunday. That says a great deal for me about a Christian nation. It means that I can't afford to trust most white Christians and certainly cannot trust the Christian church. I don't know whether the labor unions and their bosses really hate me. That doesn't matter, but I know I'm not in their unions. I don't know if the real estate lobby is anything against black people, but I know the real estate lobbies keep me in the ghetto. I don't know if the Board of Education hates black people, but I know the textbooks they give my children to read and the schools that we have to go to. Now, this is the evidence. You want me to make an act of faith, risking myself, my wife, my woman, my sister, my children, on some idealism which you assure me exists in America, which I have never seen.
right. Seen this old Japanese lady with a sticker on a rocker said, Free Mumia, and this was before the trust of Farians were saying it. Taking it for granted that we talk about the 60s and never get to talk to anybody who done lived the shit and still exists. Or better yet, she, she still resists. Speaking to a myriad of young, dumb, and ignorant kids, I was one of them. Stuck around lingering. Said that it's a privilege to meet you in person, and she took my hand, said it's good to meet you too. And when I'm out of school, ask me what I'm gonna do. I had to think about it, but truth is I knew that it was something for the youth and shit. Truly, I'd probably be a teacher if the music didn't make enough to make me want to gamble on its sustenance. And that's why I'm writing this to tell y'all from a scholar. When I grow up, I want to be just like Yuri Kojiyama. Holla, swear to my Kasamas. When I grow up, I want to be just like Yuri Kojiyama. And if she ever hear this, it's an honor. Because when I grow up, I want to be just like Yuri Kojiyama. Serve the people proper And when I grow up I wanna be just like Yuri Kochiyama Up in Life magazine, you were sitting front seat for Malcolm's last speech. Saw the first man with the shotgun. Two more came to get the job done. Now who would have thought that it'd be you holding him? I wonder what you felt when his eyes were going dim. And if he never died, would we know that he exists? Or would he been the leader that we always seem to miss? Now there's no taking back whatever happens in our midst. You remind me that it's more than just a martyr and a myth. You could have said it quits many times ever since. And you find there will always be a reason for the fist. The last one to hold them could have been somebody else. And still be remembered for the people that you helped. They said it keep trying, but Revolution hope, revolutionaries die, but the revolution don't, and it won't, and I put that on my mama, cause when I grow up, I wanna be just like Yuri Kochiyama, holla, swear to my Kasamas, when I grow up, I wanna be just like Yuri Kochiyama, and if she ever hear this, it's an honor, cause when I grow up, I wanna be just like Yuri Kochiyama, comma, serve the people proper, when I grow up, I wanna be just like Yuri Kochiyama.
Yo, this ain't the hope for the change you imagine They turn 20 to 30 because the 40s are rapping All the 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s are laughing All the way to the bank, man, and back to the mansion But we assassins on stage, most modern day Hamlet Watching y'all rest way more than a Sabbath Got the fire in my chest like I'm Iron Man Mashing through the I-5 traffic A glorious bastard, laborious task We getting buried with taxes But we gladly pay more if they covered our backs, son we never thought we'd outlive Michael Jackson Let's go back to Senate Later for forgiveness in a space No that is befitting It's simple man I black out you back out in a second Cause see I'm done making All the raps you have taken I'm done taking the one I was given I'm making a new lane True king Run things I can do brand new Middle names Who's sane Who's game Who's When you think patience always means wait But may you never feel things like Desperation in your life, life means right Scrape the resin out of pipe dream Cleaner than mics, nights and nine three Don't mind me when the people get up And blow out the candle I've been dope since you had to get up To change the channel, I main handle the frame All your pictures are claimed The only thing I'm afraid of is staying the same And I heard that from Dennis and Kane I spit now my name's getting better than change Now, record labels know better than chains I'm playing chess, staying four steps ahead of the game Pay respects to the vets Except those who don't know better than to give us our space Cause see, I'm done making all the raps you have taken I'm done taking the one I was given I'm making a new lane True king, run things I can do Brand new middle names Who's sane, who's game, who do? Nah, it's too little too late What happens when you think patience always means wait Yo Whoever say the economy is great Ain't never seen a places where they neighbors had a say there's nothing left here, we gotta go there We gotta go wherever there be dough And even with no mirror, they're closer than they appear And the good shit we do guarantee you never hear You got money, the recession ain't a thing Cause many people lost few people's game, bruh You ask me, that's a effed up arrangement The question is, are you fed up enough to change it? And if you can't, we can still relate But when the new people come, better get out the way New lane, true king, run things I can do Brand new middle names, who's sane, who's game, who do Nah, it's too little, too late What happens when you think patience always means wait Um... Thank you for listening. You are on Creating the Air on 3CR Radio. We just played a couple of tracks there. Um, that was Yuri Kochiyama by Blues Colors and another another track by Blues Colors um, called Hussein. Um, and sorry, I'll just apologize there. I think before we've also had King James by Jasiri X. Uh, all these skinny bitches dumb, yeah they know that 
I fly high, I'm a mogul, yeah, they see that. Skinny bitches know me, tom the bone. Ask like there ain't nut, nothing to hold on. Yeah, he like it when he mix it with a dick chick. Cause she used to and she wild, that's the real shit. All these skinny bitches check my credentials. Boss bitch, about to steal your man type shit, uh. But I get it, you be trying to hold it down. You're a skinny life bitch, you ain't never had the crown. The crowns are the baddest, the thickest, the hood bitch. Better step back, my space is the realest. You a bona fide sucker, you be fucking the masses. I'ma give you straight F's, skipping all of the classes. I'ma teach you that thickness 101. Like how to grow your ass, so you're the number one, ha. No, you ain't fucking with a real bitch. You ain't fucking, you ain't fucking, you ain't fucking with a fake bitch. You ain't fucking with a real bitch. You ain't fucking, you ain't fucking, you ain't fucking with a fake Skinny bitches in my zone, baby, feed them. Skinny bitches in my zone, baby, feed them. Skinny bitches in my zone, baby, feed them. I'm the creme de la creme of the season. Yeah, I'm the one and only. The skinny bitches see me, but they still don't know me. I'm that bitch. You don't scare me. Thicker girls understand me. They rollin' through in they mini coops. But the ass is good with dice to soup. Big ass, big tits, big brains to boot. She ain't about the battery, blue by you. Oh, I see you bum Beckys, yeah, you finna get slaughtered. I knocked you off your block, yeah, I'm hard to ignore. The queen of Brisbane, yeah, she back for some more. I cut you down to size, and you dead on the floor, yeah. I'm a son of you bitches, like Evil Knievel. That shit is deceitful, my flow's unbelievable. But have you heard of that? Trans rapper Blaine Sass, thicker than a pocket, so she finna make bank. You ain't fucking with a real bitch. You ain't fucking, you ain't fucking, you ain't fucking with a fake bitch. You ain't fucking with a real bitch. You ain't fucking, you ain't fucking, you ain't fucking with a fake bitch. bitches in my zone, baby, feed them. Skinny bitches in my zone, baby, feed them. Skinny bitches in my zone, baby, feed them. I'm the creme de la creme of the season. To the fruit, we're not for your consumption, but we're looking cute. Blacker the berry, sweeter the fruit, we're not for your consumption, but we're looking cute. This you can't dispute. Black or magic, brown queens, white supremacist beauty has been. Black girl magic, brown queens, white supremacist, beauty standards has been. If beauty ain't what we see, the concepts are enemy. If beauty ain't what we are, the definition is gone sky. It's gone sky. Definition is gone If beauty ain't what we see The concepts are enemy If beauty ain't what we are The definition is gone sky It's gone sky The definition is gone sky In our flesh, I hear our ancestors speak The curve of your thighs, the chop of my cheeks In our flesh, I hear our ancestors speak Divine melanin, the gift of our kin Flesh, I 
Thank you for listening. Uh, you are uh, listening to Querying the Air on 3CR Radio. Uh, we've just had Miss Blanks, um, Skinny Bitches, and uh, Race of Rage um, with Black Girl Magic. Uh, thank you for listening. We've actually had, um, just to re- uh, remind our listeners, we've had a um, just had an interview with Alex from the Queer Language Club that's based in Yogyakarta, in Indonesia, we've spoken a little bit about the situation there. Um, I'll also just maybe repeat that you can actually follow them on um, on Instagram. So they do not have a Facebook, um, as it's not a current, it's not a popular platform used. Um, so their Instagram handle is um, at. If you type in QLC um, Jogja, you'll probably be able to follow them. Um, and also, if you know any queer people um, are visiting Jogjakarta. Um, you know that um, will be great to support support them. We'll probably also um, share their GoFundMe page as well. Um, also, just a reminder that we also have a radiothon happening on June 16. So that is this time. Um, so well, actually, 3 p.m. next week on Sunday, um, Queering the Air will have um, their radiothon. Um, so to support, we've also got um, a fundraiser online. You can also go to. Um, through cr.org.au uh, forward slash donate and you can also donate online. <laughs> 